Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Yeah, 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 we made it, babies. We made it to Friday. Woo! It's Friday night. Yes, 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 and indeedy. And in addition to being one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress, I'm actually experiencing a rare, decent hair day. Thanks to the super dry conditions we got going on here, uh, we've got uh, some fall. It might be fall or autumn where you are, but we have uh, some of our warmest and nicest conditions are September and October here in Southern California and San Diego. And I, I know we've got, it's kind of sketchy, gets a little concerning when it's this low humidity and this warm out there. We are going to pray that we don't have any fires break out because it's fire season for us. But it's also good hair season for a young gal with, that was prone to some frizz and humidity. So I'm I'm in a good mood tonight, <laughs> and particularly because we made it through this week, and it's always just a joy to be here uh, with you guys. 888-344-1170. I need a hero, babies, because the only one I got in contention right now kind of has me, because y'all know I do Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week on Fridays. I'm, I'm a little concerned at who I've got as a contender, because right now... My man in there is looking like he might have somebody in, my, in mind because right now my leading contender, but I'm open to suggestion, is somebody who actually took a kneel, who was actually part of the Black Lives Matter movement at one point. Yeah, I'm seeing a furrowed brow in there. Yeah, I mean, that's how difficult it is to find a hero these days, right? Um, oh, you know what? Who's also in contention? That, that high school gal from Washington who protested the masks and was put in cuffs. But I'm open. I want to hear from you guys. And of course, we've got a, a, nom- a perpetual nominee and friend of ours, Bob Walters, who's going to be here with his education segment. Everybody's talking education today. But man, weren't we talking about it first? I love if you're watching on Facebook Live. Yeah, that's me patting myself on the back. I don't mind t- saying I told y'all so. I don't mind telling people when I'm right. <laughs> Can't hear you, baby. Were you saying something? Said you're always right. This is true. This is very true. In addition to something I was thinking about on the way here, I was hearing some other show host trying to talk about how to cook a burger properly. He was wrong. If you ever want to know how to properly cook a burger, I can tell y'all how to do that as well. Y'all recognize that voice over there? He hasn't. He hasn't taken my recipe for that, but he, he's one of a few. Uh, here in the office, who has taken some advice in some other areas in life? We'll just leave it at that. I'm talking about my man, DJ Potato Skins. I think they might have left DJ Potato Skins off the manifesto, but it'll be back. Winning, winning, winning. Yeah, you got to win with the Andrea K burger recipe, which I'm mm-hmm. going to get after the show. I have taken uh, relational advice matters from you, and I'm not. It's not just the nominee. For me, the hero of the week, because we need good news, and for me, it was a big deal, William Shatner, period, end of discussion. You think he's a hero? I mean, I thought he was absolutely darling. I think he's fabulous, and certainly at 90, dude is not... He is very inspirational. We right. need he, a lot of inspiration okay. right now. Okay. All right. Okay. So from an, from the inspiration tip, I mean, I'm hoping at 90, I don't want to go up and, and, and be shot up into space and be in, it's kind of like a, I don't want to be, it's like a slingshot. But may I, I don't be half be, as active as he is. Yeah, but I, but I I hope I'm half as active as he is at 90, um, but I don't want it to involve being slingshotted up into space and something that looks a little... Like it might, it might be uh, a, a picture um, behind, you know, in the adult section. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I'll tell you who I'm, who I'm, who I, and it's a story I really haven't spent much time on this week because I, 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 you know, I'm trying to not j- jump in so much. 
you know, I think what uh, Brian Maloney was talking about last night with Stu Scheller was kind of wise. I mean, we immediately somebody, some celebrity or some person says something that we agree with and suddenly, oh, my gosh, this is our new hero or new role model or whatever. And then we then we start to peel the onion back a little bit and we realize, yeah, well, it might be a little rotted there. With Shatner, it was for me, it was just pure inspiration on that. Um, Kyrie. Evans is that I don't I have I don't think I I've, think that's accurate is that his, his like Ky- so. Kyrie somebody read I haven't watched an NBA game probably in 25 years okay basketball I loved high school basketball I was a cheerleader in high school but college and, and, and pro basketball ain't my game I went to one basketball game at LSU the entire five years I was there yeah I was there for five years it took me five you got, hey, you got, you got through. Problem. I got the, I switched majors. Okay, by the way, I'm wearing my LSU. I know they stink this year in football. I don't care. I still love LSU. Um, but this, so I, I haven't, I'm not familiar with NBA. I've never heard of this guy. But evidently, he's worth like, his his contract is like $33 million. Like every game he sits out by refusing to take the jab is like five hundred grand. Okay, you think you're sacrificing something when you maybe give up a vacation or you give up some time off or maybe, you know, there's people that are considering it, you know, different sacrifices that they're making in a variety of different ways. Dude, 500 grand a game real quick. That that is that's some sacrifice, because let me tell you, I don't know his background, anything about him. But one of the things young men and women dream about in terms of getting into professional sports, one of the reasons why they do is because it has been a force um, to relieve poverty. I mean, there's been how many professional players in whatever the sport have come out of the worst economic impoverished lives to be able to become filthy rich and lift their families up, you know, from impoverished conditions. So this is a part of the dream, right? Um, and, and he's willing to sacrifice money for his beliefs. For him. And I, I, and it struck me today when I heard, cause I didn't know anything about him, that he actually was one of the players that I guess took a knee or whatever. It, I, or, did they take a knee in the NBA or did they stand there? They, there was a protest. I don't think they took the a knee, but I think it was something else. They did something that was akin to the NFL yes. taking a knee, whatever that was. And he was a part of that movement. And which, you know, as we talked about it, I think I mentioned, you know, uh, this week with Katie Kirk and her interview with RBG, I I was appalled at that from the beginning. Uh, But if you think about it, what struck me about this story today as he's being completely lambasted and skewered by his Black Lives Matter movement um, friends, which in the BLM movement is not just, you know, black Americans in in professional sports. We know that Um, I, I got to thinking isn't what he's doing really what is was what the Black Lives Matter movement was supposed to be about? What is he doing by refusing to take the shot? He's standing up against an oppressive government that's trying to dictate to him, trying to control his life, trying to deny him his individual liberty and his individual freedom. And I find most it, people, when they're asked about the Black Lives Matter movement, that is, in their minds, I would believe, the common folk would say that's what it's supposed to be about. Yeah, it's supposed to be about evil America that that uh, that suppressed and oppressed a group of people, denying them their individual liberty. That's what this man is actually fighting for. Not the Black Lives Matter movement. They're taking a knee for oppression because that's what happens under communist regimes. And that's and that's exactly what's happening now. It's what's happened with coronavirus, the response from the U.S. government. 
at all levels, quite frankly, was a communist takeover of our society and our lives. 14 days to flatten the curve. And what we've done is we flattened a $3 trillion economy. We flattened people's lives. We flattened their freedoms. Question, Andrea, if yes. more people, especially of celebrity status, because let's be, let's be frank, it's people mm-hmm. like that that really have an influence on the masses. If more yeah. people with his status stand up against uh, uh, the, the tyranny that's going on right now and the forced mandates for these vaccines, do you think that that will help in the cause to get some of our freedoms back? Oh, absolutely. That's one of the reasons why I'm, I'm liking this dude, because he is one of the things I love about it is it, the, the and, and I haven't I, I think I'm the only one that have, has talked about this juxtaposition that I've seen in the media about that. This guy is actually staying while he's being assaulted verbally and by the social media mob as this hater, insane nut job who's uh, I think Stephen A. Smith, who I used to watch on ESPN, said he just needs to suck it up, do what's right for for the collective basically do what's right for the players basically jump in line and get back in line with everybody um because how dare you think for yourself right i mean it's just astounding to me the um the hypocrisy and the blatant contrast that's going on it should be apparent to everybody that this is the dude who's actually fighting for what the black lives matter crowd is and it should wake people up to what that movement's about and what we see happening in this country is communism communism and, and in regards to your thing about um you know models and i think you said something just now about the masses and speaking to the masses there's another uh, nba uh player retired now somebody's last name is marbury he posted a picture um, of Kyrie, and he said, this is what happens when you make basketball players your role model when they should be your goal model. And what he meant there is that all you people, you know, you put these NBA players up on a pedestal, right? And now when one of them doesn't do something that you like, you're hysterical. He goes on to say, your parents should be your role models. Stop trying to apply pressure on people you don't know. They're just like you. They're human. And I thought that's a really good point as well. One of the one of the biggest issues that we've got in our society today is we have through our schools where we're going to be talking to Bob about where we, they've gone from education centers to indoctrination centers to the celebrity culture is we've shoved parents aside. Uh, you know, that the parents aren't valued anymore. They're not allowed anymore to we've even got Terry McAuliffe running for governor saying parents don't have a right to say what's happening in their schools. We need parents to go back to be deciding what's best for our children. We need children to stop worshiping the Kim Kardashians of the world and people that don't have any apparent skill except picking plastic surgeons or even these even these ball players. But it, but however, I do think it's natural for human beings to look to people that we see in the public eye. Well, especially if like you're interested, if you're, you have basketball in your soul and you look up to a basketball player like that. Well, right. I mean, you know, you talk about Shatner being an inspiration. Right. I think if you're a kid who loves this sport, you're going to be inspired by one of the greats, right? And part of what I like about team sports is that it is character building. It is about integrity, right? Where you have to, you have to work together as a team. You can't always, you, you can't always put yourself first if you're in a team sport. You can't. It's not like tennis, right? Uh, Marbury goes on to say, Kyrie Irving, that's his last name, he didn't harm anyone, nor did he commit a crime. He voiced his freedom of choice to do and say how he feels. Sadly, people think that if they gang up on a person on social media and at the dinner table, it's going to change the position of a stance. This is not... A war between the vaccinated and unvaccinated as the media machine is pushing. If he lived and played in another state where vac- uh, uh, where 
being vaccinated wasn't mandated, this wouldn't even be a topic. But because this man is for a group of people who see it different, he's selfish, arrogant, misfit, and every other derogatory name you can think of. Spot on. He went on to finish and say it's brainless. And it is brainless. Think for yourselves. And that's what we're missing so much is critical thinking. Because if you were thinking for yourself and not just what CNN or Rachel Maddow or some gang of people that got you all all in a frenzy like Hitler used to do, you know, get everybody together in this close little crowd and get them all fired up and get them all fevered. If you were able to think for yourself, then you would be saying what I did about Kyrie Irving and what he's about and what his stance is for and how it compares and contrasts with the BLM. And if you cannot, if you have any intelligence at all you should be looking at this if you're a blm supporter and going you know what he's really one he's really the one that's got the message of liberty message of freedom the message of a u.s government taking the jackboot off the necks of its citizens so he's in the running for me with um hero of the week let me see if there's anything else i want to share with y'all before i go to um now we're going to take a break. I'll talk a little bit about Joe Rogan a little bit later. Um, no, I'm going to I'm going to wrap b- before because he's he's my contention for stink of the week. And let me tell you why. Oh, what do you do now? I was just starting to like some of the things he was doing. Well, I I, I like how he called out Gupta. He Gupta that was good. Sanjay Gupta, Gupta on Gupta. on CNN lying, but he didn't go far enough. He made it be about himself. He was selfish. He he made the discussion about the about uh, CNN lying about him using the horse dewormer, all about CNN lying about him using a horse dewormer instead of getting into the fact of. And Rogan even says, I'm not going to get into really talking about the use of ivermectin. That's the entire point. I'm not interested in CNN lying about you, Joe Rogan. I don't care about you, Joe Rogan. I care about the fact that this lie. The why were they? Why did they characterize you taking ivermectin as a horse dewormer? Because they have been trying to deny that there was effective therapeutics for American citizens out there, so that they could push people to get the jab. And in, and in, as a result, hundreds of thousands of Americans have died. We now have mainstream media like Yahoo News reporting the fact that treatments like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine increased decreased the chances of hospitalization and death or increased chances of survival whichever way you want to put it by 300 percent that was the story joe rogan not you and i feel like conservatives and i started to take the bait there and it may may, he's brilliant that way right because look at all the media coverage he's gotten when the reality is he got it all for himself not really for the issue at hand that's not moving anything forward for us it was just a great ploy to get himself some attention. With that, I'm going to take a break. And when I come back, we're going to talk to Bob Walters. The Andrea K. Show, strictly adhering to and preserving our First Amendment. Follow Andrea on OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea K. spelled K-A-Y-E. A.K., Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Friday, and I'm just having such a good day. I'm having a good hair day, and that always gets me in a good mood. Um, so, um, and so, you know what also gets me in a good mood? When Bob Walters tells us that he's actually got good news to and share. a lot of it. I know, and a lot of it happened in the schools, which we need to hear because what happened with this Loudoun, Loudoun uh, County Public Schools uh, this week was insane. So, hello, my dear. Thank you for being here as always. And Thank you. Yeah what, you. yeah, what do you have for us tonight? Well, homeschooling inquiries skyrocketed after Governor Newsom announced a statewide vaccination mandate. 
Some homeschooling sites even collapsed from the strain of over 100,000 inquiries in the past two weeks. Wow. Yeah, people trying to get out of the public schools and go on their own. Wow. Now, how does it actually work out when, uh, you know, because I've heard that the teacher, I don't know how it works in terms of the money, right? I'd heard that the schools only get paid X amount of the taxpayers' dollars, depending on how many kids they've got in the schools. Does it actually work out that way? So if we've got all these people pulling their kids out of the public schools, does it really, uh, um, uh, not deplete the money, but does it really mean the schools are going to get less money? Because that would make me even especially happy. Well, their overhead goes down too. So let's say that school initiative passes and, and a third of the students leave the public schools. There's been comments saying, well, uh, the public schools will go bankrupt. No, because they get bond money, they get uh, real estate money and federal funds. Uh-huh. In fact, they say that as if the school is one-third the size, it net per student would actually go up when you add it all together uh-huh. because they'd lay off their teachers and get rid of some of the surplus items and so it actually works out to their advantage. Well, except I like the idea of some laid-off teachers. But anyway, I'll take the good news where I got it from you tonight. That's awesome. Okay. North Carolina County, to discipline or fire any teacher who says America is racist along with the founders. Johnson County, who focused on the CRT programs creeping into the schools, took this dramatic action two days ago. I love it. Yep. I absolutely love it. The pushback is on. This is just absolutely amazing. And, I, and you know, it just, it just makes me feel so good to, to know that there's actual things happening to stop the scourge uh, that is the racist movement in this country to destroy us. And that, that, I think that's the best news you've brought in a while for me. <laughs> okay. We got Virginia judge hands victory to parents and sides against prosecutor on school board recall for Loudoun County School Board. The really radical one. Yeah. The school board tried to get it dismissed, but that failed. The court has ruled that the parents can proceed with their legal action against the school board. And in fact, it was announced an hour ago that one of the school board members resigned. An hour <gasps> yes. Ago. Yes. So progress is being made. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. What a good night. Yeah, that is good. They got Florida State Board sanctions eight school boards for defying the ban on school mandates, mask mandates. So that's that's because Florida really is sticking tight to that rule that they want to have uh, no mask mandates in any of the schools. But eight of them went ahead and did it. So. So then what happened? So let me make sure I understand. So DeSantis said you can't have mask mandates in the schools. Eight schools or school districts decided to push masks anyway. So then what happened? The state school, uh, the Florida State Board of Education cut off their funds. <laughs> I love that. Uh, oh my gosh, it, it just keeps getting better. Every top, every, every item, I love it. Well, then you got Turning Point USA, which is Charlie Kirk, uh-huh. strong organization trying to retrieve conservative voice on campus of colleges and high schools. He's announced a critical racism tour where he's going to 17 schools and colleges in the next 30 days. It starts at the University of Michigan and Minnesota State and Baylor. Wow. So he's, he really is moving the fire. They, they stepped too far. You know, you had the LGBT and then you had the, the sex education and then they go to this, 
this critical race theory and everybody is thinking in racial terms, they really stepped beyond the line. And Bob, yeah, Charlie's did. a great speaker. He is. And his show is on, uh, by the way, to tune in to uh, Charlie. I think he's at eight o'clock, 8 p.m. 8 p.m. here. He's absolutely brilliant. Um, um, my goddaughter worked for him for years. He's, you know, met him. He's just absolutely brilliant. This concept was great. Uh, Turning Point USA is a phenomenal organization. And they've done they've done a whole lot for this country. But so have you, Bob Walters. Well, I, I met him, too. He's a nice guy. Yeah. All right. Court sides with unvaccinated Michigan athletes in a mandate case. Ooh. 16 students won their case and the court ruled that the university violated their First Amendment rights. Which school Never- was this? to stop the vaccination requirement, but that's what they use. They which, ruled. Which school was this? This is uh, Michigan Athletes in Mandata, uh, Michigan. Man- oh, in Michigan. Okay, that's phenomenal. That's the first that's the first court case I think I've heard of where there's been a there's been a, a W, a win on behalf of students or really anyone uh, against these mandates. So that's awesome. Yeah, and they use it in the first amendment, which seems like an odd reason, but that's good. Any reason good. Yeah. All right. At a recent board meeting in Wake County, North Carolina, a pastor who is also a father spoke perfectly about the steps needed for the board to protect children from obscene books, either in the classroom or in the library. Lawn Boy, L-A-W-N, Lawn Boy is one of the books which is scheduled, is addressed to fifth graders and contains depictions of bestiality, <gasps> drugs, alcohol and sex that many would consider obscene and pornographic. He said a special North Carolina law that forbids obscene literature from being viewed by children. Either they were to do something about it, or he would turn them in and file complaints with the police department. Oh, that's the best idea I've heard, because how long have I been saying that this is child abuse? Uh, this it is. this is it, it's pedophilia where you've got adults pushing porn on children and they should all be arrested. You know, if you had your kid go and spend the night or go to a birthday party and the father there or or the mother whipped out this kind of, you know, content in any form, book, cartoon or whatever you want to call it, video and showed it to a kid, what would happen? They'd be arrested on the spot, on the spot. Well, then you get another good news. Princeton University picks up the lecture axed by MIT after professor targeted by woke mob. Professor Abbott says thousands of kids have already signed up for the viewing at the university in Princeton. That's, last week I had my bad news with the college that MIT had fired this professor mm-hmm. because the woke mob thought he was too conservative. He was protesting against the liberal nature of the campus politics, and they fired him. But now his lecture is being run at Princeton. So Good. Who'd have thought? Good. Who'd have thought? That's yeah, um, that's amazing because I mean, you know, uh, Princeton isn't usually on the top of your college crazies list, but we've had some crazy coming out of Princeton. So uh, to think that there's there's some solid curriculum happening there that this has been picked up as good news. Yeah, it is good. Pennsylvania schools may be required to post their curriculum online, which is great. Every school should. The bill just passed by the House of Representatives in that state requires that to occur in the next month. Well, that's all. Go ahead. Education in the middle of cultural wars, but I don't think so. I think it's what the schools all need to be doing. 
Well, yeah, but uh, but I would I would add to that that I think there needs to be inspection because just because somebody puts something on a website, right, doesn't mean how do you know what's actually still being taught in the classroom? What I think that we really need is in addition to the curriculums being posted online in advance before school year, before a book is purchased, before any, you know, um, printouts get printed that uh, I think in addition to that, we need cameras in the classrooms. I was going to say, how about a camera in every classroom? Yep. And yep. parents can dial into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a, like a nanny cam. Like when I when I got to go out of town and I and I leave Gator at Bark Park, I can watch the live cam and see that they're taking care of my boy. Right. All right. I think this is a good time for a break. We come okay. back. We, we got more with Bob Walters. If you're looking to hear some crazy, I'm sure he's got that on his list tonight too. So we're going to talk about that and more. So stay tuned. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter and Instagram at Andrea K Show, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. Andrea K, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's show. Of course, it's Friday, and that means Bob Walters. He has just filled us with so much good news tonight. I hate to even ask him about college crazies, but is there any more good news before we move into the college crazies? Well, maybe some of these can be seen as good news in the way they concluded, but okay. we'll see. I'll get, let you be the judge. San Jose State University, professor, uh, the president, uh, Ms. Papazanian, said she is going to resign over the controversy that she didn't take action against the director of sports medicine, Scott Williams, who federal prosecutors say sexually harassed and assaulted 600 female athletes since 2009. What? And he's been arrested, but she did nothing, even though she had many reports of it. So, Wow. Then you had a psychiatry professor at the University of California at Irvine who filed a lawsuit last week against the school for trying to force him to take the vaccine when he had recovered from COVID in the middle of 2020. And you know... That whole issue of people who recovered from COVID or had the disease, they're still forcing them to get vaccinated. And it doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. And, you know, you don't you don't have to be a, a doctor or you don't have to be a scientist or virologist to understand that if you how viruses work and if you've had it, then you've got natural immunity to it. And it's just yeah. another point to prove that this is all about power. Look, you know, I don't tell anybody what they should do. If you feel comfortable and you feel you know you believe in it, go get it. But it should be about freedom of choice. And we know now. There should be no reason for panic. We know now so much more than we did in the early phases. And the fact that we didn't know much in the early phases meant that when you don't know something, you don't use a hammer, okay, and, you know, destroy a $3 trillion economy on the basis of guesswork, right, when you don't know what you're talking about. Now we know that the most vulnerable population begins with a 99.4% recovery rate. So regardless of who's had it or whatever, you know, um, there's there's no need to be continuing with this kind of tyranny, forcing masks on kids in schools. We still have masks all over the place. If you try to travel anywhere on airplanes for, you know, 12 hours, 14 hours, and uh, we don't see that lightning up, lighting up, lightning up anytime soon. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with the airlines. Um, but, you know, there needs to be some lawsuits on, on that as well. If they still have pilots after December 1. Good point. 
<laughs> All right. There are lots of recent examples of where foreign money is dominating education in the colleges to the detriment of this country. For instance, a Muslim professor, Fabahini, at the University of Miami was sending generic, genetic sequencing equipment to Iran in exchange for money from China, Malaysia, Singapore, and the United Arab Emirates. He's facing criminal charges from the federal government. There is also strong push for our colleges to shut down the Confucius Institute, which is really a front for China sneaking <laughs> in from our colleges. Excuse me, Frank. Did you say the Confucius Institute? Confucius. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> the Muslim or the Chinese uh, god, Confucius. <laughs> Sorry. Do they, they hand out fortune cookies in class? <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I'm in a mood tonight. I'm so glad this this week is over. I'm just in an especially good okay. mood. Anyway, sorry. Sorry if I'm being politically inappropriate. It's okay. <laughs> um, okay, then you got to surge your parents seeking to remove learning for their kids who have been overwhelmed in public schools and they want to study remote in Los Angeles. It's causing teacher shortages, enrollment delays, administrative snafus, which together have kept kids, some kids out of school for two weeks now. 15,000 students are involved. Oh, so let me, uh, I want to make sure I understand. So there's families and kids that now want to do remote learning. They want to sit at home. Yes. And they'd pretty well cancel the program. So they're having to rethink, redo for at least the 15,000 kids that demanded, their parents demanded they give remote training, remote schooling. They well, don't want to put the mask on. They don't well, want to put the mask on. Yeah, they don't want to put a mask on. There's a lot of kids that are now have developed antisocial disorders. They're fearful. They don't, they, you know, it's tough enough these days with these kids on all these devices, right? They don't talk to each other. They don't pick up the phone. They text, you know, they don't, you know, actually hang out. If you, you know, I don't know how many times I've sat in a restaurant and seen families to where the kids never look up and talk to the parents and half the time the parents are on these devices then you know that's was already a problem before we locked kids at home right and stopped them from being able to do any extracurricular activity communicating with classmates and in, in person so some yeah. of it is anti-mask and some of it is just that we've developed psychological issues in our kids yeah they just went out it's a shame I yeah don't know. yeah all right, a pair of students were suspended after a teacher reported they disrespected the Quran, which they had a copy of in the school classroom. Anti-terrorism officials were notified, and the students now face criminal hate charges and were arrested. They were arrested for what? For dis- <laughs> disrespecting a Quran. I don't know if what they did to it. Where was this? This is... Uh, in the United States? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lancashire, uh, Wisconsin. Wow. Well, I read a report yesterday that somebody was saying, uh, I think it was Daniel Greenfield, that with this Afghanistan uh, chaos, that's now Wisconsin is being turned into Afghanistan so that we already had a large Muslim population there. Uh, That just... The creeping Sharia, I've been saying for a long time, we face we face Islamic terror on two fronts. One is by the sword, which is 
you know, war. And the other is through creeping Sharia. Because, yeah. and, and I've said this about um, the, you know, bringing all these refugees here from Afghanistan, you know, up to upwards of 100,000, you know, from Afghanistan, which has been ruled by the Taliban. Now, the best case scenario with bringing people uh, from that area is that they are completely incompatible with Western civilization and the U.S. Constitution. They want Sharia being implemented here in this country, and we're giving it over to them. We've got kids being arrested because they, quote, disrespected the Quran. Meanwhile, well, uh, you know, you can't even have Christmas on a school calendar anywhere or teachers wear crosses. What if people are disrespecting the Bible, Andrea? Well, Where's that? Well, that, that's to be celebrated. You know, we've we've had Christian kids being destroyed in this country called bigots and haters under the Obama administration. Remember, his bigot czar was basically um, Arnie Duncan, I think it was, who did this anti-bigot, anti-bullying campaign, which was basically to go and shut down any Christian groups going on in schools. Yeah, absolutely. The police did say that if a Mormon book had been desecrated, nothing would have happened because they... What they had was a fear of radical Muslims in the school and community yeah. might reacting in a bad way in response to the destruction or the injury to a Quran. Well, and think about that for a moment. Is that not law enforcement telling you that we're dealing with an ideology that will terrorize you? That you've, that, yep. that, that, right? Okay, nobody, nobody ever has to fear a Christian. No. <laughs> and I know. It's just pathetic. Yeah. But that's where it's drifting. Totally. We put that on the target to get rid of as well and kill it down. But we've got to cut down the number of Muslims coming into this country. Yeah. Yeah. But they don't they don't assimilate with us. No, they and, and they haven't anywhere. There was a book written many years ago by Bruce Bauer wrote While Europe Slept and he tried to warn America that their that Europe's multicultural experiment of bringing in all these people from these Muslim countries um, you know, was a failure, and and these elitists over there, what they decided to do was, yeah, invite them in, and then shove them to all these outlying areas to where they set up their own little shadow governments and those go zones and Sharia being implemented everywhere. And now, you know, here they are, and that's the same thing happening here. We have honor killings, female genital mutilation. We have Sharia being implemented in, in the courts, and it's only yep. going to get worse. Uh, I'm afraid so. Anyway, we've got a Texas school under fire for saying that twin daughters of a veteran violated dress code when they wore in their jackets an American eagle on the back of their, their jackets large. This was Audrey Middle School, which says nothing larger than 1.5 inches is allowed on any garment. <laughs> the disabled vet dad, Phil Rowland, was not going to let it happen. Well, he went into the inn and charged uh, his, his opinion, and they did change their uh, rule last week so that military logos can be of any size on jackets. So he won his... Well, good for him, because you know what? You know, these these are the people that... Literally, the military have fought and died for our freedoms. You ought to be able to put the Eagle Globe and Anchor as big as you want all over any anything, okay? <clears throat> which is the Marine Corps symbol. I agree. You got a new California law which requires schools to provide free menstrual products in all bathrooms, <laughs> including the one in the boys' bathroom in all schools and facilities. <sighs> Bob, Bob, I hate to put you on the spot because you're a gentleman. But can, can you can you explain to me what the what the use is of a boy? I couldn't of a feminine hygiene product. These are not men. Yeah, let's call them what they are: feminine hygiene products. You got any ideas? How would you? Well, have the only you, thing I guess they're trying you, to address women who become men. Oh, period, uh-huh. even though they're in the boys' bathroom, pretending to be men. Hmm. 
Yeah, I guess the boys are going to have to have to start using then to commiserate and to write and to show unity uh, with the girls that are trying to become a boy using using tampons or maxi pads. I guess the boys are now going to be forced to use them in some way or another. Uh, to, uh, otherwise, otherwise, they're making making these transgender. I don't know if that's a trans girl or trans boy uncomfortable. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah, he just passed it. He signed the bill last Sunday. It's insane. Uh, Anyway, finally, Louisiana will cancel all public school letter grades pending approval from the federal government, which has approved such action in 45 states. This is in response to low-grade failures and dropping scores blamed on the pandemic. So there's no way to judge performance in math, English, science, or social studies. This plan was denounced by the officials of the State Association of School Superintendents as a disgrace to the effort to get high standards back on track in these schools. Absolutely. They're going to hide the fact they dropped in their scores. It's just, what? It's despicable. The only thing that, that forced me to get competent in math, which I ended up doing well at at LSU, was that when I was at Slido High, I wasn't going to be able to graduate if I didn't get my act together in trig class. Okay, I had to. I had to learn it. I didn't have any choice. You and me both on that one. And I hated it. And you know, I had to rely on the smart kids. Thank goodness we had kids that were in accelerated classes and AP classes, and they you tutored push yourself. me. Well, yeah, and with the help of some friends that were willing to shame me, you know, for <laughs> you know, yes, you can do this and stop acting like you can, and you're being lazy, and you're you know, you need to step up, and you know, because don't don't you want to have a future kind of thing, you know, and uh, stop acting like a dummy, and you know, we don't do any kids any favors when we do this. No, we don't. We we let them shield themselves from the reality so they can get on with themselves and, and start working for improvement. That's right. Uh, anyway, that's all I have tonight. Well, oh, uh, you got to uh, tell everybody want, about We the Kids and School Choice. I want everybody to check out wethekids.us in the, in the webpage and to get information about the after-school programs they provide to all parents around the nation. It's quite good. And... For well, the petition drive, the petitions actually come out next Monday. Ooh. I have to I have to deliver a quarter million of them since I'm in transportation, and they're going to be um, available if you people reach into CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org. You can be on the list, and they'll be delivered to you. Awesome. So that's it. All righty. Well, thank you so thank you, much. Sir. Thank you. Wonderful report tonight. Lots of good news as well as some interesting, crazy points we needed to be aware of. Thank you so much, my dear. I know. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye. Bye now. All right. Now, y'all stay tuned. One more final segment. What's Saki done now? Jen Saki. Not Saki the liquor. Stay tuned. Although she might have been partaking, doing a little hoo-hoo. Bringing you 21st century common sense. It's the Andrea K Show. Connect with the show at ourfreenation.org. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Um, you know, when are these 
Republican rhinos ever going to learn, right? They think that if they kowtow and they reach across the aisle to the Democrats, that somehow they're going to make friends with them, right? Case in point, Adam Kinzinger, if you guys don't remember him, major never Trumper in every sense of the word. I think he joined with them and Liz Cheney on the impeachments. I mean, just about the worst of the worst. Well, how are the Democrats paying him back for that? They're redistricting, redistricting Illinois and putting him square, putting his district squarely in uh, where a Democrat incumbent sits. So they realign the districts and he will now have to compete against a, a very in a very Democratic district that is currently being led by an incumbent who's had the seat for a long time. When are they going to get it through their heads that according to the Democrats, they're irrelevant, right? Right. Well, I mean, it's you know, it's like that old saying about the the scorpion and the and the frog, right, or the turtle that's swimming across, and the scorpion kills him and dies, and and before they drown, the frog or whatever asks the scorpion, "Why'd you do that?" He said, "Because I'm a scorpion. That's what I do." Right. So that's what they. Okay. So Jen Psaki actually has had. Can we circle back? Yeah. Well, she hopefully she'll circle back in. in, uh, and having to pay some penalties or whatever, but she uh, has um, received complaints from the Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington, as if there is such a thing as ethics in Washington, or or, or responsibility. Um, they've filed a complaint against her in violation of the Hatch Act because as a, as a government official, she's not supposed to be getting political in her position and, and injecting herself into campaigns, of which she did. She said yesterday... Um, she weighed in on the Virginia governor race and said, you know, that uh, um, let's see how she said it, if I can find the quote. While the president has publicly expressed his support for McAuliffe, we'll leave it to the press and campaign to provide commentary on the race. Uh, oh, no, that's her. That's her excuse afterwards. So she. Um, oh, we're going to do everything we can to help former Governor McAuliffe, is what she had said. And we believe in the agenda he's representing. So she's electioneering from, you know, from the podium as as the spokesperson for the U.S. government. So um, she should face some penalty for that. A lot of people up in arms today because this report came out about Facebook and how Zuckerberg has spent over $400 million. We talked about that on the show. Back in January, I think it was, I spent extensive time talking about all the ways that Facebook had gotten involved at the local level. They actually paid money for certain things. For example, in Pennsylvania, where there was way more mail-in drop-off boxes in Democrat districts than were in Republican districts, That's those were paid for, literally paid for by Facebook. Electioneering. Facebook literally spending money affecting the outcome of our elections, and nobody's going to be held accountable for that. You got a Hero of the Week and a Stink of the Week? Hero of the Week, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, William Shatner. Uh, And just because it's just very fitting, Stink of the Week is George Takei. Don't be jealous, man. Um, Shatner's doing it at 90 and doing more than, uh, than, than most would dream of. Um, I think I'm sticking with, well, I, I've got dual heroes. I, I think both actually putting themselves out there in a way that's absolutely extraordinary for their positions in life. Uh, one is Kyrie Irving. The other is the Washington teen um, who g- got arrested. My stink of the week is Loudoun County public schools who literally hid the rape of a teenager so they could push the LBGTQ transgender agenda. That is evil. We have evil in our midst, America. But we're going to be back Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Have a great weekend. Love you all. Oh.